Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, it's Hallie Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Today, I'm so excited to have two guests in the studio with me, Laura Adlington and Lauren Smith, who you may know as the hosts of the Go Love Yourself podcast. So it's a podcast crossover episode, and I'm so pleased to bring this to you. I got to be on Laura and Lauren's podcast and they're such great energy. So I really think you're going to enjoy this one. If you don't know, Laura Adlington was a 2020 Bake Off finalist. She is the co-host of Go Love Yourself podcast, but she's also a plus size fashion creator and a body confidence advocate. And Lauren, also a co-host of the podcast, is another plus-size fashion creator, and as we discover, a musical theatre enthusiast and a quite a historian. So I really think you're going to enjoy these two. We had a really honest, raw conversation about body image, about plus-size people accessing exercise and movement and physical activity and the barriers that are there and so I just want to flag that we will be talking about those things if you're not in a headspace to to talk about those things about relationship with food and body and fitness then perhaps this might not be the episode for you but before we get into that today we have a train happy trooper of the week I went for a run on Monday morning Um, and I hadn't been on one for about three months um, and I felt really good afterwards and uh, it cleared my head and set me up for the week. Thank you, Emily, for sending that in. I think it just goes to show that there's such significance in doing something rather than nothing or all that we've been talking about, that all or nothing cycle. And I think really connecting movement like a run to how it can improve your mental health is such an amazing way to cultivate that deeper intrinsic motivation that we want to develop so that our you know we have a lasting happy and peaceful relationship with moving our bodies and if you would love to be featured as train happy trooper of the week we would love to hear from you please get in touch with us on our whatsapp yes we now have a whatsapp which is very exciting you can leave us a voice note like Emily did, or you can send us a message. Please send it to 075-99-927-537. And you can also follow us on our Instagram at Train Happy Podcast and send us a DM and we would love to hear from you. And in fact, if you have any questions as well, you can also send us those via the WhatsApp and via our Instagram. So with all of that, let's get into our fun episode with Lauren and Laura. You're going to love them. Laura, Lauren. Hey. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Woo-hoo. So excited to be here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> well, I was just saying, did a little uh, video before we clicked record. And um, this is the podcast crossover I've been waiting for, <laughs> personally. Since I went on your podcast, Go Love Yourself. Shout out, Go Love Yourself podcast. Yeah, Thanks for now, yeah, <laughs> Available on all good platforms. Um, I've wanted to have you both on because you have the best energy and you're such a great vibe together. And I'm just so happy we're finally in the studio. We're here in real life as well. And we get to meet you as well because we've both followed you for ages. So we get to meet you in real life and it's so nice. And we both loved our episode with you as well. So yeah, I'm buzzing to be here. And this is swanky as well. We do. I do mine in my kitchen. We're in a studio today. I rarely ever have pants on. So this is like... (laughs) I put a bra on for you and everything, Tally. Oh, we... Yeah, we're, we're trying to be a bit more fancy. We're trying to be a bit more um yeah because likewise started my podcast started this podcast in 2020 right so mm. it was like peak lockdown and yeah it was, you were vibes. lucky if i yeah if i did have a brown one <laughs> yeah. so true <laughs> so true um for those who don't know you 
Um, talk to me about firstly your friendship story. Do you know what? I really wish it was more extravagant than it is. And I always be like, you know, we, we were in a room and I saw all the <laughs> crowds <it's> parted. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that extravagant. And it's, go, go on, Laura, you tell it beautifully. We, we both used to work at a water company. <laughs> Ironically, the driest job you've ever had in your life. But the yeah. most boring job in the <laughs> world. Um, and yeah, we, we got close. We were working on a new internet project. We got really close. And then, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then this bitch left me. <laughs> she went up and left me for a really posh, swanky job. And she went to London. She met all her London friends. I did. And then we kind of like... We didn't speak that much. We went that close for a while, mm. and then I don't know what happened. And then we then we got closer, and yeah. then obviously like we did the podcast. I was like going to do this podcast after like the back of the Bake Off and stuff, and I was like, "This is cool." And I was like, "I need a co-host," and like you were kind <laughs> of like, I don't know how to say it without sounding mean, but like you was you'd say yourself like I was you'd... gagging for it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say like you would put on like weight hadn't yeah, you in, yeah. the, in like the couple of years prior to that and you yeah. were kind of struggling with that a bit mm-hmm. and we found that we had a lot more in common I think yeah from, I think it was that, from that. Mm. so we just got we, we we bonded yeah I think it's when I moved back from London yeah. back to Kent and we were closer and we'd go out for like brunches and breakfast and stuff and it was kind of like we were having conversations that I wa- wasn't having with my other friends and you understood stuff that they didn't and you know even I've got friends that look similar to me we were just having those conversations being really honest and it was so good and it was like oh my god I found like when you're bigger you feel like you want your fat friend and like yeah so I found that and that's I think we got so much closer yeah and then podcast and now she can't get rid of me I can't so does it feel like a bit of a journey to be working in a water company to have your own (laughs) podcast and you know that's that's now your job that's like partly your job I know literally can you imagine a world in which I walked into the office one day I can really so recall when I first met Laura walked into her like office where she was sitting where I used to sit a thousand years ago which was the dirtiest desk ever and there's girlfriend with a Dettol spray and a Dettol wipes wiping everything down I was like my god what in the what in the Kim and Aggie is this and then (laughs) yeah she was super lovely so imagine that moment and then like years later being like hi we got a podcast we got a community it's mad isn't it it's mad yeah (laughs) and you know what I don't think there are two people more deserving of it because I like I said I love your energy I think there's two people have never been made more for a podcast in the sense of just I don't know. I just love being around you. I've, I've been listening to your podcast. Obviously, we've had um, our conversations and I follow you both online and I'm, I'm just such a fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, honestly, feeling I love what you're doing. And it's so needed what you're doing, honestly. Like, Ditto, right? This, this is why. Tell you what, unite together and like we're unstoppable. We the should cro- do a yeah. podcast. <laughs> we should do a podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast podcast crossover we all needed and I'm here for it same okay so Laura you mentioned Bake Off it's probably the one thing you talk about the most you probably don't want to talk about it so we'll just mention you were on Bake Off <laughs> fucking sick of it no, I'm, joking. I'm, joking. I'm joking I'm joking it's fine you were on Bake Off 2020 yeah. finalist yes Um, and you've since come out recently more recently and said it was really tough experiencing the kind of online trolls and all the fat shaming and all the stuff that went with it and I suppose that coming from that place, and, and I know you've spoken up recently about how that was like a really dark time post Bake Off and, yeah. and how that, your mental health really suffered. To then coming out with a podcast called Go Love Yourself, to feeling probably make, people making you feel awful about yourself, to then being on this journey and with the message that you have, how did we get there? Because I feel like that's such a, that's a, a turnaround. Moment, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's since 2020. You should... I mean, that just from the perspective of, of it being 2022 as we were recording, that's amazing. Yeah, I think um, when I was like filming Bake Off, when it was airing, sorry, um, I was just getting so many messages from women saying like, fellow plus size women mainly just saying it's so nice to see a plus size woman around food not eating a salad or apologizing for eating or existing and then like they were sharing their I suppose trauma and like experiences with me and I think when I like I've always been big I've always been fat and I think from like the age of eight so really since I can kind of remember and I just felt very like alone and I remember feeling like I was the only one that kind of felt like I did and that I almost deserved to feel shit about myself because I'd, I'd, I'd done it to myself and so then I was getting all these messages and I was like oh my god I'm not alone and then I kind of realized that there was not enough people talking about 
this and like people like in bigger bodies kind of advocating for us kind of in bigger bodies and stuff and talking about the reasons why we are in bigger bodies and the empathy that and understanding that is needed and so like kind of in a weird way like the messages I got I was like they, they helped me and the good definitely outweighed the bad like, I won't lie like obviously some of the trolling I received was, was horrific and I still do but I think I try and remember, like Lauren's always trying to remi- remind me when I am having down days that like, you know, the podcast we're doing and the stuff we're doing, like it is, I think it is helping people. That is everything. That's why we do it. For sure. It's helping people. It is. You've all, you know, you're already building a community around what you're doing. And it's like, you know, taking the lemons <laughs> and turning into lemonade, doesn't it? That is so beautiful. And, yeah. Gin. Yeah. <laughs> and Lauren, you spoke about your own body image journey as well and like you said Laura you explained that you have been fat since you were a kid and it's been your experience but Lauren you've experienced adult weight gain and what it's like to be in a bigger body in a as you've got older what's your body image journey been like and yeah how did you end up wanting to talk about this stuff as well you know what's so funny is that like we we talked about it recently and it was so we started this podcast at the beginning of 2022 and at the end of 2021 I still felt like the fact that I was like fat now and had gained so much weight was still a secret I'd never spoken about it online I'd never spoken about it with my friends no one had ever brought it up with me one because they didn't care but like it was like a secret and then all of a sudden I'm doing this podcast and I remember being so nervous filming this first episode and our, our stories which we recorded as our first episode to be like I've got to talk about this and I've got to talk about the fact that I've gained a lot of weight and I look so different to how I did when I was 21 and you know my ex-boyfriend's friends are going to see this and I've got like you know people bumping to me in Tesco's and stuff and be like, oh my god you look so different and I was so scared and then it was the same kind of thing of that when I spoke about my weight gain so weight gain in general where you know for whatever reason you weight gain weight doesn't matter for me personally it came from a period of a lot of really awful things happening in a very small amount of time and food was like my comfort and so I talked a little bit about that and I still thought when I talked about it I was the only person in the world that had ever experienced it and it was only when that episode um was released and I started getting messages from people and I was in floods of tears being like oh my god it's not just me and then ever since then it's like Oh, like a massive, ironically, weight has been lifted and I just feel so much better about it. And again, same as Laura, you know, obviously on a much smaller smaller scale, but being able to help people feel better about themselves, being the person that I would have needed four years ago when I was like, I hate myself because look what I've done to myself. That's not, you know, that's stupid. That's not correct. So being those people for other people now, whether you're 16, whether you're 30 like we are, or whether you're in your 60s, it's the best. I love that for you. I love that you've you're being the person you wanted, you needed. And I feel the same in terms of what I do around exercise. It's what I needed to hear and it's what I wish I would have seen and heard and just I think with all of this stuff, like I'm sure all of us along the point of our journeys would have just wanted an alternative option. Just a different option to dieting, to you know, feeling like you weren't good enough. Like if someone could even just say that, you know, you could feel like you were good enough in your body and you're worthy just as you are. I mean, wow, even 10 years ago, that f- that felt so out of reach. Like, even like now. five, it's like six years yeah. ago, just like there was a couple of women online that were saying these kind of things and I followed them and it was amazing, but it just wasn't the thing. So yeah, it's come so far, but yeah, we're just I think, yeah, you as well, being the people that we kind of needed to mm. hear from 10, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. four years ago, two years ago, it doesn't matter. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really empowering like to think like, now like, I know what I did I did so many, much research I think that has really helped me on my like body confidence journey as well I don't like I hate the word journey but yeah and <laughs> um, like I've read so many books I've read up on diet culture read up on beauty standards and when like when you when you think about it and you think so many people like and they're predominantly like old white rich men making money off of insecurities like that Jack song Victoria's Secret which oh, I love Victoria's Secret yes, yes. all the time it's so true <laughs> and so now I just think like knowing what I know like I, it's really empowering to go like I'm never gonna diet again I'm never gonna do that like and where would I be if I if I hadn't have gone all of those fad diets I'd probably be like healthier in mind and and body so that's why I just want to really encourage women to say like ditch the diet like they don't work like you can make healthier choices like in terms of like movement and and your food choices but you don't need to like be starving yourself and doing some Beyonce diet or some Atkins or whatever like that's do you remember the maple syrup diet after she did dream girls I tried that you did you tried it I tried it for one day I tried the one drink and I was like this is disgusting and I'm hungry (laughs) what the hell and it was like a thing it was in Cosmo like here's how to do the Beyonce diet what 
No. There was no food. It was, I swear, the only calorie there was like the small amount of honey. <laughs> like how can, <laughs> how can anyone survive on that? Yeah, it's yeah no. Mad. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, because obviously I was listening to your, you tell your stories, but that was at the very beginning of you doing a podcast. What have you kind of learned and how have you grown to this point where you've done like two seasons now? Because I I was listening to your podcast and it, it kind of reminded me in some ways of myself a little while back, maybe at the beginning of my podcast, even a couple of years ago. And it felt like I was listening to two people who this was still quite fresh and there's so much new information to like absorb and take in. There's a lot of anger, I think, because I think there's stages of grief with understanding of what diet culture is and we go through the different processes. And I just wonder what, you know, what you've kind of learned this year. Good question. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you go and get and I'll just be like, yeah, me too. I'll get what she said, what she said. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's just finding peace. Mm. Like I just feel... I don't know, like, like our, we always talk about on our podcast, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. And like, I like to do my hair and makeup because it makes me feel good. But that's exactly it. It's like, I do it because I want to, not because I feel like I have to. When I was younger, I would do so many crash diets and I was like, this is it. This is it. This is going to be the one. This is going to be the one. And I'm going to change my life and I'm going to be skinny and I'm going to be more lovable and I'm going to have more friends. I'm going to have better sex and uh, my life's going to change. I'm going to have my dream job. I'm going to travel more. I'm going to do everything. Laura two, version 2.0 is going to be like killer. This is going to be it. And I would be like, and I would then look at other big people and be like, why don't you just do this diet? It's so easy. Like, And then after a week, two, maybe a month at, at tops, I'd be like, I can't do it anymore can't do it anymore put all the weight back on maybe more and so I think I think some of it is age and I think some of it is knowledge and with that comes like power and just a contentment and just to kind of go I am who I am and that's enough don't you think Laura 2.0 is what you're living right now mate do you know what (laughs) I was gonna say that you've been doing this year pre-bake off and post-bake off that's your Laura 2.0 because you have grown so much in confidence yeah since then and that's not because of bake off that's because of the other stuff that you're doing and the unlearning of diet culture and stuff that we do on the podcast and stuff like so you're the Laura 2.0 now. Thanks. Yeah, I do feel that. I do feel like I'm the happiest, I think, and most content that I have been in a really long time. I think like before before Bake Off and stuff, I think I always say like when you're in a bigger body, like you're sort of hyper visible to the world and people can look and stare at you and poke fun at you. But you're also quite invisible. And I think I felt quite insignificant for quite a long time. And then I let my weight define me. And yeah now like I definitely have grown in confidence like so much more and it's just like I just I'm law and I happen to be fat rather than like that's the main thing that is about my existence I've seen you this year like on a beach in a swimsuit wearing a bikini like doing all these things that you probably thought only thin Laura could do and you've been doing it anyway I mean it's incredible I mean to me like I said you're already doing the 2.0 and your weight didn't need to change it was a mindset change yeah that is so true actually like I hadn't really thought about it until you just said that but um yeah I I definitely try now and think I I don't let things hold me back because I feel like I wasted a lot of time Mm. missing out on opportunities because of my my size and so now I'm quite determined to like never let it hold me back and it's become like a bit of a mission thing and there are some things that I am limited by like just it's just factual like I went on holiday to Tenerife earlier this year I really wanted to go to the aqua park and there was a weight limit you had to be under 15 stone and I was like really gutted because like I call myself fat white moana because I just love the water <laughs> like I am such a water baby um and that's you know I'm sure we'll come on to it but that's really the only joy that I've found in exercise is being in in the water and I was gutted and I was really cross but I was like well I can't do anything about it so I'm going to just move on but other than that I just really I try and push myself as much as I can to live a full and happy life because I think you can and I think there are so many women out there and men sitting there at home thinking oh, I'll be better when I'm smaller. I'll do this when I lose X amount of weight. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Like you can literally live and have a full life just as you are now. And the reason, I think the reason that there may be barriers to doing some things is because we live in a world that is not built for plus size people. Um, And that is not a fault of you. And it's not a fault of your body. It's a case of for so long, everything's been seen through a male lens Mm. and now I think we're also 
bringing the factor in and we think of a white lens and also now there's also we're looking at things through a straight size lens right you know the point I'm trying to make is that it's not you you didn't do anything wrong there it was like well this water park didn't think about other people who may want to do this and they weren't inclusive enough you know I mean I'm loving watching this evolution of you both of you kind of talking about I mean once again if we just go back to this like water job (laughs) just being these like fabulous content creators who are living their best life as they are and I hope your confidence is building through all of this, you know. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, the podcast is honestly, we say it all the time, it's therapy because we get our guests <laughs> on, but we talk about stuff that we wouldn't talk about otherwise. So it's therapy, it is peace. It's coming to terms with, you know, our bodies. Like, and we've both gained weight and then you realise that if you gain weight, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means, oh, okay, I need to buy bigger clothes now. Like it's nothing wrong with it. And that you're so right. The world is not made for people in our kind of bodies but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be allowed to exist in this world and we have to make adjustments and that's annoying I was having a conversation actually on our Facebook community group this morning of someone who is also starting dressmaking which I am and she bought some sewing patterns and they don't go up to her size and I said it's really freaking annoying but I did a sewing course in the summer specifically to learn how to make these sewing patterns in my size because I'm not going to be I'm not going to stop wanting to make these lovely dresses that I want to make and wear because that sewing pattern company doesn't think that I should be wearing their clothes hell no see we have to adjust and do these things and I think that's what the podcast is doing it's it's making us realize that and then kind of giving us the therapy to sort of like (laughs) chill out about it and yeah have like find a little bit of peace as well there's so much power in having friends that get it having people in your ears that get it you know you've really been that support system for each other it sounds like but you also have created that support system for other people um are there any other key mindset shifts that you've had more recently or even you know overall from you know thinking of probably when you were least happy in your body to where you are now oh for sure definitely Um, (laughs) (laughs) we got time girls we got time (laughs) and for me and and I I genuinely I I sound like I'm buying smoke up your ass but I genuinely mean it when I say like um following you and learning about like Learning that exercise doesn't have to be for like punishment. Oh my God. That cha- Do you understand how much that changed our lives? Genuinely. No one had ever said. No. You were the first content creator that I came across that said that. And then you were the first person that we'd met, albeit virtually, who said that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, because I Literally. grew up thinking that it was for punishment. And I grew up, my brother was really, really sporty. Like he was really into football. And I just didn't like anything I didn't really find, I liked to swim and I'd go on holiday and I'd be in the pool constantly and I'd come home I'd, I'd, I'd be one of the rare people that would lose weight on holiday because I was just obviously in the sea in the pool um but yeah other than that I just hated exercise and um I actually used to run around the PE field at school shouting out the number for child line and I remember doing that being like I'm 100 double one double one because I absolutely hated Drama it Stewart, thank you for making me run track um I hated exercise and I think yeah literally in the last year or so I'm like oh oh I can like do exercise and it can be fun what um and so I started open water swimming I wanted to talk about this and I wanted to talk about you know we were saying how it doesn't cater to for fat bodies like it doesn't cater in the same way and I know you had issues finding a wetsuit I did for that wasn't it yeah I could only find one company one company that did it and there was like a really long waiting list um but I messaged them and was like and and to be honest with you like I'm a size 26 28 now and I think by the measurements it wasn't gonna fit and I was like it's either squeeze myself into it looking like a condom or (laughs) I don't do the open water swimming like I really wanted to do it so I ordered it luckily it fit but I paid three or four times the amount of a normal wetsuit Wow. And yeah, one company, which is really sad, isn't it? And it frustrates me so much because the big argument is like, well, all these people just need to exercise right. more. But we're not giving them any clothes <laughs> to do it in. They have to do it in there. Like, you know, when you forgot your PE kit at school and you yes. had to do it in like a vest and pants. <laughs> yes, yeah. in, your, in your knickers. Yeah, not yeah. cute. Yeah, you're so right. It's the same with that Nike 
um, mannequin. Yes. yes. Oh my God. And so people were absolutely in uproar that there was a plus size mannequin. By the way, can I just say she wasn't plus size. She was a size 14, which is just a standard. Yeah, she was actually yeah. less than a, the average. Um, and there was uproar about it. Like, is it promoting unhealthy lifestyle? Sorry, but do you not want us to exercise? Like, make your fucking mind up. It's, <laughs> what do you want from us? You want us to be, you know, lose weight and exercise all the time and be healthy, air quotes, but you don't want to give us the tools, the clothing, the equipment in order to be able to do it. You know, I only found out recently that like wider paddle boards and surfboards exist and they're very minimal, but it just winds, yeah, winds me up beyond belief. Please feel free to rant away. This is the place to rant about it because (laughs) I get so frustrated as well because if, especially in that example, you know, if it was about health as it's positioned to be, which I don't believe it is, I just think it's um, concern trolling from a place of fat phobia that is disguised as health concern. I'm really just concerned about your health. (laughs) <laughs> or I've just got a deep rooted fat phobia that I really need to unpack and unlearn and challenge within myself. I don't know, which one is it? I think what I'm seeing now is more and more representation in activewear branding campaigns. If I go on websites, I am seeing maybe curvier bodies. I still think we need more plus size bodies because I still think people think, like you say, a size 14. Like it's kind of mad to me, I'm a size 14 and that's seemingly revolutionary. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. And I'm like, it's not. But it's it's kind of sad that in the fitness space, there's, I think the body standards are even greater because we associate fitness with, you know, a certain level of body fat percentage that show means you have visible muscles and defined everything. It's an aesthetic a lot of the time, it's isn't it? It's aesthetic. all about the look. And it just, well, I mean, we can go off on another tangent here, but it's not <laughs> a look, it's a feeling. Yeah. Fitness mm. is objectively about how fit you are. That may translate to looking different on different people, but we can't control how it may look on different people. And you know what? Some people are fit and in bigger bodies. And some people are fit in very naturally lean bodies. And some people are in the middle. And also some people are unfit at all of those sizes as well. Yeah, I know. But it shouldn't feel revolutionary. And the fact that you've just said fitness is a feeling, fitness, you know, you can be fit in a bigger body. And we know that, we know that, but then, you know, some, you know, these big brands don't know that. Some other big, you know, fitness instructor, like the biggest fitness instructor content creators don't make you feel like that. And it's just, it feels so shut off. The fitness world, you know, fashion is his own nightmare and I'm sure we'll get onto it. And I'm, pleased that we're seeing more representation there and at the time of recording this you know fashion weeks are going on and we're seeing some bigger bodies which is great but the health wellness and fitness industry I still feel so closed off from oh, I do too. not feel welcome yes yeah, and I feel like yeah and it it's so frustrating it's really upsetting as well because I want to be part of it yeah. but I feel like I can't and like you said about you know you are seeing some more representation but there is uh, little to no plus size representation and what we, we often see similar to the fashion world is that you get a size 14 to 16 hourglass figure still very toned like flat stomach kind of I'm saying this in air quotes curves in all the right places <laughs> and and that's quite frustrating really because I want to see different body types and I want to see a fupa in leggings and a crop top that's what I want to say I want to see stretch marks here like but that's what women look like I want to see um you know like women in swimwear doing swimming with like hair showing or stretch marks on their legs and stuff but I'm not so I don't feel represented and I don't feel welcome yeah and then it kind of makes me feel a bit like oh it's not for me like it's not Mm. like I think of like going to the gym and I I just like even now literally just saying that my stomach's going (laughs) and it's do you know what it is it's not about like I mean I do find the gym boring personally I always used to do classes when I used to go it's not about really that though it's about the people and the fear of the judgment from people that like are typically like the the fit people um because like I just I always just am made to feel like oh like disgusting or Good for you. Oh. <laughs> Good for oh. you. <laughs> patronizing. Yeah. It's quite That's isolating that, that feeling of being excluded from that. And I hope I really hope that changes. I'm really glad you've spoken about that because you're right. That's something that obviously I haven't experienced. And I think people don't understand that there are psychological barriers there in the sense of no one wants to go somewhere where they feel like they're going to be pitied or judged or 
feel like they don't belong. And if we ask people, you know, to put themselves in environments where that might be a thing, I think nine times out of 10, most people are gonna avoid that to protect themselves mm. from it. So I think it's really understandable that you don't feel like you wanna go do that mm. if that's the experience that you have had or anticipate you might have. It's that's the thing, what we will say on the podcast, like it's just it's we 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 just stood no chance. We've got there's you know, there's no wonder that we feel this way when that is the experience. And I I hope that that's changing. And I think, you know, obviously most people are inherently kind, not gonna be horrible to you, but I know that there are experiences that people are having when they are going to a gym with a personal trainer who says the wrong thing or you know, makes it all about weight, not health. Yeah. And, you know, health is not weight, essentially, you know. When people say health, they they think that they mean aesthetics, being smaller. That's not health. Health to me is as much mental well-being as is physical well-being. And yeah, it can be really frustrating. But yeah, it's just no wonder that we feel that way, to be honest. And so many women who look like us feel the same. And women that are smaller as well in, in smaller bodies feel the same. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mum's The Word is a brand new parenting podcast hosted by me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles, and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Join me each week on my journey through motherhood as we celebrate the amazing highs as well as the lows. As it's my first time, we'll have celebrities, experts, and hopefully you guys too who will help me figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Let's shout out a few people, I don't know, for people listening, because I think there are some great people changing the game. Louise Green, she is, I don't know if you're aware of her. She's got a book called Big Fit Girl. You Ooh, need to read it. How are we not aware oh, of her? Let me tell you. Tell she's been on the podcast before, once again, <laughs> an early episode. Um, she's Canadian. Her book is specifically about plus size fitness. And she also is creating, uh, she's created a qualification for fitness instructors. Um, and it's taking kind of root in the US and Canada for how to work with people in bigger bodies. Oh my God, that's amazing. I know, we need to get it here. We need it here. We need it in the UK. But she's amazing with all the work she's doing. And she has an academy called the Size Inclusive Training Academy. So shout out Louise Green. If I think of Meg Obsessed. Bosk. Yes. Who's done so much online. I mean, she's blown up on TikTok and Instagram and I think really given a visibility to uh, plus size people who wanna get strong, wanna work out, can do things. I mean, she's like famously amazing at press ups. <laughs> and, and I think it kind of baffles people. They're really confused. Like, oh, you can do press ups and you're on a bigger body and it, it kind of confuses people, but she's doing, just by being her, she's just doing amazing things. So I think it's so important that people know that there's these people out there. And one of the things I get people to do um, in the Train Happy Journal, and if I'm working with people one-to-one, -one, is I always, I set them a task to go and do homework and go and find 
for people, and I say like cut out and stick it down and just do a little bit of a research project on people who don't look like you for whatever reason, whether it be, um, you know, you can, I, I follow um, a hijabi woman who's a pole dancer. You know, I follow someone called Curvy Surfer Girl. I don't know if you follow her as well. No. She's really I'm cool. I'm gonna go through who you follow on Instagram. <laughs> I follow really good people. Everyone, I follow yeah. someone recently who's one of my favorite follows recently, and I don't know her name, but her Instagrams is called like, try underscore ing yes i was live. just thinking of her and i don't know her name but she's basically having a she seems to have really found herself through trying to do 22 hard things in 2022 Ooh. um and she's come from a really like i think her mental health hasn't been great at all and she's really found this kind of confidence through trying to push out her comfort zone and just do little things like go for a walk or something and it's just been I just love watching her and her journey and, you know, trying to report back on who are these people? Why are they inspiring? What about them makes you want to follow them? And also seeing people do loads of different activities. You know, there's, I follow plus size people who do hiking and outdoorsy stuff. I also follow people that do weightlifting, pole dancing, you name it, the activity, marathon running. They do it all because guess what? If you look hard enough, there are people in all bodies of all shapes and sizes doing all these different activities, but we just don't see it in the mainstream. Yeah. So you do have to go out of your way to find it, but it's there. Yeah, thankfully. And that's the thing. Social media gets such a bad reputation and sometimes for like good reason. But actually, you know, that the representation that we're seeing now is is, is incredible. And, you know, I feel very grateful to 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 be that as well. Like you for, are. for some people. And Both I of think, you, are. you know, that's yeah, I think it's it's so cool that we can do that. And I think I was saying this to, to you the other day, wasn't I, Lauren? Like our parents generation like my mum's generation and her mum's generation they were like fed all the diet culture stuff through like ad tv adverts and films and magazines and there was no forum to kind of dispute it and no representation at all so like no wonder they have like such messed up issues that they kind of pass down to us like my mum said the other day she was like she's been listening to the podcast and she said it's really helped her and she was like I always just thought that I had to be on a diet I just thought that that was what I was ha- like had to do and that that was almost my purpose in life. And I was like, yeah, no, you don't have to. And as a woman, I mean, just thinking about how much we're told to, we have to physically shrink ourselves, but how that we have to like mentally shrink ourselves in the sense that we have to be spending all our time and energy focusing on what we look like and how much we weigh. <laughs> so, and that's, yeah. Like you say that that's the most important thing about us when actually when you shift that mindset to what you're doing and saying, actually the most important thing about me is who I am, not what, I look like you have the time and energy to put yourself into those things and I mean you create podcasts and you go on bake-off competitions and you do (laughs) incredible things exactly exactly so I want to talk about the plus size fashion stuff because I know Laura you've had an edit with Simply Be and you have all you've always got another gorgeous dress on she looks 10 out of 10 every single day that is not true I like home (laughs) but thank you Um, yeah, it's been, uh, again, a journey with plus size fashion. I remember growing up, obviously growing up in a bigger body, I could not find clothes. I would wear my mum's clothes uh, growing up and, you know, I love my mum, but I didn't, I was 14 and I didn't want to wear what a 40 year old was, was wearing. Um, I just struggled so much and I, I was really into fashion but fashion was not into me it was so hard it wasn't really until ASOS uh, launched the curve range I think when I was in my sort of early 20s um oh god I feel old now like 10 years ago and I was like oh okay like wow like amazing like this is cool and we have a lot more options now and I, I think shopping online is I wouldn't say it's a dream but it's it's definitely a lot better isn't it um, I think the frustration that I feel that we feel and a lot of plus size people feel is that, you know, like Topshop, for example, they've just launched a plus size range and it's like very tokenistic. And like as someone who couldn't shop in Topshop growing up as a teenager and like was relegated to the accessory section in my entire life. And then they launched 19 pieces in the plus size collection, uh, half of which are coats. And yet if you are a size four to 16 you have like 4,000 options and that's the thing as well and I link a lot of brands you know they'll just kind of pick a number out of run like thin air and they'll be like oh let's stop at a 20 or a 22 or a 24 and so there's a lot of cutoffs and so if you are size 26 28 like it's really difficult to find fashionable clothes that fit you 
And I, I don't want to wear butterfly tops with fucking Eiffel Towers <laughs> on. Cold, cold shoulder tops. I don't want to wear that. I want to be trending. I want to be fashionable. I want to wear what everyone else is wearing. So like, please, like retailers, just like, I just beg that like, they just include more clothes online, but also like in physical stores. I can't shop on the high street anymore. I haven't done for years, except for one shop that is full of cold shoulder tops and with butterflies on. <laughs> it's just... 2022 like, it just makes no business sense to me that you know if, if we if the average size of a uk woman is a size 16 yet when you go on even the asos's of the world and you filter by size you you can get thousands in a size 12 14 but you can get tens or maybe hundreds in a size 20 and it just doesn't make business sense and, and that's in a size 20 don't you think like you were yeah, saying, and like that's, saying yeah. the cutoff is often 24 that's the kind of if you think of lots of the fast fashion brands i think of that do plus size as well like oh we go to size 24 like we're really inclusive and it's like okay that's a start and it's a start don't think of everyone else as an afterthought because they're still there and they they got money Mm. and they want to buy cute clothes yeah yeah why is my money not as good as everyone else's that's what i always say like again like we talked about you know fitness being an aesthetic and i think fashion has definitely felt like very exclusive rather than inclusive. Mm. And it's only recently, I think, where some brands have kind of cottoned onto the fact that body positivity, what they think of body positivity and not the actual, <laughs> you know, kind of 1960s movement of the fat liberation movement, it, it, they've just commercialized it. And and again, and then you see the Ashley Grahams of the world, who absolutely stunning, by the way, like no disrespect to Ashley, but she's a size 16 hourglass figure, absolutely stunning. And it's like, it's like, okay, you can be that, but you can't be any bigger. Mm-hmm. We'll cater for you if you look like that, mm-hmm. but that that's it. You know, we don't want to be associated with fat people. <laughs> it's like, I feel like the dial has been pushed a little bit, but we still got a long way to go. And I, and I don't want, I feel like someone like Ash, Ashley Graham, I kind of want to celebrate that she has had the opportunity she's had in a way, but also say, and I hope that she would say, okay, this is great that I'm here, but also there's all these other people and don't forget about them. And actually, this is actually only step one and we need several other steps really till we really um, are catering for all people. I want to go back and talk about uh, your relationship with movement because obviously I got to be on your podcast which was such an honor Loved thank it. you so much for having me you're welcome <laughs> and I wanted to talk about the kind of conversations we had there were about intuitive movement and you were telling me about your relationship with exercise at the time this was earlier this year so I wondered where you're both at now uh are there still sticking points for you? And can we talk through it? Lauren, I'll start with you. Yes, we can talk through it. Please help me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I said earlier, and I, I, I genuinely mean this, um, that you changed my perception and perspective around movement as, you know, being in a bigger body. So I grew up slimmer and I didn't start gaining weight until I was sort of in my late 20s. Um, and I never liked exercise. I saw it as punishment for weight loss and making my body smaller, not for enjoyment. And it was like, oh, exercise can be fun. And, you know, you made me think about the things that I, you know, you said sort of write down five things that you want to do. And I did do that. And it was things like, you know, I love dancing and I love, um, you know, I, I want to go and like ride a bike and I want to roller skate and stuff. And I follow someone on Instagram now who wrote, who's the plus size babe and she's roller skating, looks great. Um, and I want to do these things. There is still something stopping me. I don't know what it is. I think it's just, yeah, maybe being scared of being unwelcome in, you know, if I went to a class, like a dance class and there's a dance class that happens down the road from me and I post videos every week and the, and the girls are all really slim and they look fabulous and super fun, but they don't, their bodies don't look like me. And I feel like, what if everyone's going to look at me? And again, with cycling and stuff, I just, I love like going on like the Boris bikes in London. I freaking love it. But again, what if I get a bike and my, my ass is just going to eat the saddle up? You know what I mean? So, like, so there's a lot of that, and it's it's a mental thing as well. I can't really explain it. Like, it just feels like something is stopping me in my brain, being like, either you don't deserve to have that lovely feeling of movement because I, you know, I love going for walks and stuff, listen to podcasts, live my best life. I don't know. I don't help me, Tally, please. <laughs> It's really, I mean, it's really interesting what you're saying about the the piece around not, you know, a lot of stuff being really out of your comfort zone right now. So not doing that. And one thing I really want to work with people is I get people to draw like three rings. So you have like your 
your middle ring, your uh, second ring and a third ring. And think the middle ring's your comfort zone. The second ring's like a challenging zone. And the third ring is probably like extra challenging. Like, oh, we're not, we're not there yet. And I would say to you, find out what's in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it is you do you could do and you do feel comfortable doing and build your confidence up doing that and feel like you're getting really good at whatever you choose to do and whether that might be say you want to do a dance class I'm thinking I know you're a fa- I know you're a fellow musical theatre gal yes so I am <laughs> we had to bring that up at some point <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that I know that there's like loads of musical theatre workouts on YouTube I know that because I've done them <laughs> Well, there's like Hamilton ones and stuff. It's really fun. Everything, like, yeah, Heather's all of it. Oh, girl. Maybe we should do it together. Let's do that. We've unlocked something here. (laughs) So that might be something where you two could do it in the comfort of your own home together or on your own and build your confidence up doing those things. Um, The only thing with those videos is I can't guarantee that they're well adapted. I I don't know what the the different levels are. And obviously I can adapt things for myself because it's my background is in, obviously as a personal trainer, but you might want to just switch things up for yourself. But as I always say to people, as whatever you're doing, you can always do it. You can always make it work for you. It doesn't matter even if you are in a public environment, you don't have to do exactly what they're doing. You can make it work for you. But build up your confidence first in that comfort zone, get really good at it and feel really good at it and feel like, oh, I can do this. And whatever that may be, whether that's, like I said, a dance class or roller skating up and down your street before you like you fully take it out there or like in your garden (laughs) or something. And then- figure out what's in that next zone that could be and I work with a lot of people who do say like okay taking this into the public is actually the really challenging part for me so I'm building up that confidence and also giving yourself the the safety net I'm gesturing here like a a visual safety net (laughs) of going I have unconditional permission to rest I can stop whenever I want I can take an extra rest if ever I want I don't have to explain myself to anyone I don't owe anyone a reason or justification but if I need to have a drink of water or I do want to go out roller skating and I decide I want to stop after five minutes I can do that and so having those things in place um, allow you to explore movement without feeling like you've got to be in you've got to go right in at the deep end with it all so start almost like start in the shallow end slowly like build up your confidence and slowly do it that way rather than going like I wanted this class and I'm not doing it go like okay well how can I bring that to me now how can I meet myself where I'm at right now that's such a good point is yeah I think you said in our podcast as well it's like you don't have to run if you want to run start you're not going to start by running a marathon you're going to start by running you know 10 seconds five seconds whatever so yeah I guess it's about starting and I really want to do it and literally I'm sitting here and I get excited about the thought of like you're going to a dance class or like going out dancing with my friends and just like being on the dance floor whatever it is um and like yeah getting on a bike and maybe going for like a big country like cycle with my family or something that makes me really excited so I, I really want to try another dance class I would really shout out is seen on screen dance classes I don't know if you've seen them SOS no. dance seen on screen do I need it yeah it's really fun um it's a really fun dance class they're all about like anyone can join and they're really just fun and um inclusive environments I know there's a couple of them in London and then there's a few all over the country but if you find them in your local area. Okay, that sounds awesome. I just think it's that. It's making sure that there's a, a welcoming, wonderful, lovely place to go where women look like me. And and I know that, you know, a lot of trainers and, and people are doing those kind of things and retreats and stuff like that, where it's just people get it. And I think that's what I need. But I think maybe for me to start in my living room by myself, rocking out to some musical totally in your pjs babes i'm excited about it yeah (laughs) industrial bra on still because otherwise i like to get black eyes but yes (laughs) i love that idea thank you you're welcome i've got a new puppy and so i'm finding it like i've i've had him for two months and i was like i couldn't leave him so i haven't been swimming as much as i wanted to i am going out for walks twice a day with him though which Mm. even that like i actually am enjoying and i think it's like it's, it's, it's an excuse to go out but before I'd have to like make myself go out where I was like he there's needs me yeah there's a purpose to it. It. thank you that's what I was trying I struggled with that from po- like lockdown. Lockdown. even yeah. now I'm like I struggle with a purpose Just walking around the block yeah it's really soul destroying yeah <laughs> I find personally <laughs> I can't do it anymore yeah um, 
but yeah, so I, I do want to get back into the routine with with swimming. Um, I've, I'm in a bit of a weird phase at the moment with like, I was saying to the, uh, Lauren about this this week, like of like in quite a bad state of mind of like binge eating and stuff at the moment. And I'm I'm very much like an all on, or I have been an all or nothing kind of person. So I feel like I'm either like going for it with like, I want to eat the world um, or like before I'd be like, oh, I want to, I would like starve myself. And I'm a bit like that with exercise at the moment. And I think, um, yeah, I think getting out for the walks is really good. But I think because, because I'm, I feel like I am so big now and so unfit, it feels like a mountain doing smaller things. And so like you, like you saying about starting at the shallow end, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like even like walking buddy, that's, that's some, something that, isn't it do you know what so we we've done an episode on the all or nothing cycle and oh, so ooh. i will just plug that episode right now um and the big takeaway i want people to take from that is that diet culture exists in all or nothing dieting exists in all or nothing and especially with exercise we feel like the all means that we have to be pushing ourselves at an eight nine ten of like hard intensity level when we do exercise because otherwise it's not worthy and it's not valid and actually the big takeaway I wanted people to get from that episode and what I want to encourage you to do is just is find something and find what that something may look like for you and feel like for you and absolutely walking your dog is movement and one thing we talk about and I think we spoke about when I was on your podcast is how all movement counts and it's valid and it's equal and it's has its place and so walking your dog is just as morally neutral as swimming in open water as is I don't know doing an f45 hit class like all of those things are morally neutral and it's all moving your body. They all serve different purposes, but they're all it's all movement. And so if you feel like you're in a place where you keep swinging between those two things and what I call um, diet culture and the fuck it phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that so much. Then there's probably a point where we need to hang out in the fuck it phase for a bit and just focus on the mindset shift work, focus on just really unlearning a lot of the stuff and you may have, have picked up along the way around movement especially and then yes same again start small you know start doing things and don't worry that there's no structure to it or no routine or even that much consistency because something is better than nothing you know and it's all about the different purposes it holds and I mean I think dog walking is one of the most wonderful things you can do for your mental health and your body and you know, especially when we've, you know, we're three gals who work at home a lot. Mm-hmm. Getting outdoors and just seeing some green space and fresh air. And humans. And all of the, and other people, oh. I think is invaluable. And so, you know, the other thing I would say to people is maybe don't make exercise the, the focus of whatever you're doing to try moving again. Make it a vehicle to socialize or to do another activity that you just so happen to be moving, but you're actually on a dog walk with a friend having a catch up. Such you know? a good idea. I love that. Or you're, I don't know, you want to go swimming, but it's like you and your husband have made it a date day or you know something like Thank that so you. it's yeah. so there's so it's not the focus and the pressures off mm. and you know you can just enjoy the activity without being like okay and now I'm here to swim you can be like okay and now I'm here to swim and also I'm having some time off and you know I'm enjoying myself and we're gonna have a you know a hot chocolate after or whatever That's it is so nice yeah. I'd never thought of that literally it made me thought think of um Laura and I have done an episode recently about the weight loss shows that we all grew up with and watching these people in bigger bodies doing the exercise form of it and being tortured with exercise and making, you know, they're doing it and they're crying and they're vomiting. And I think for me, it was only talking about that on the episode and I was like, oh, that's what I think exercise is. Yeah, same. But, yeah, and I think, honestly, my mind is being blown again, Tally. Honestly, stop <laughs> it. Um, I love the idea of reframing exercise as social stuff because, like, I, I go to choir every Wednesday, which is the joy of my life. And I, I love how much you love your choir. Mate, honestly, <laughs> free taster sessions come along next Wednesday. It's the best time of my life. Um, and I meet up with my friend at London Bridge and we walk over together and we go to the pub afterwards and we're up dancing and singing all the songs and stuff. And it's like, that's my vehicle for socializing that day. And my family do a big walk on a Sunday and I should go and do that more. So I, it's not like I need to go out for a walk. It's I want to go and hang out with my dad for a bit. Oh, well, this is excellent. <laughs> buzzing now <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know what loads of people listening are gonna feel the exact same of like I want to do it 
and yet I can't or I'm figuring out how to get started. I don't even know what to do. And I think, yeah, take the pressure off and just whatever you do, just try something and figure out what that something is for you because you'll, it will change as you, you know, try different things and, you know, explore movement for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I want to end by asking you both, what has been your most recent train happy moment? You got one? Do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, cool. So uh, just so I can double check, that you said beforehand it doesn't have to be necessarily about movement just kind of like a body a body thing so I think for me um my I think the ultimate thing for me where I'm like oh my god I'm really getting over the kind of the the trauma of the things that happened and that led to my weight gain plus also having really bad body image issues for so so long is like getting into dating and actually going on dates yes we can we can catch up offline about that babes I'll let you know what's going on (laughs) but like that so yeah I've been on some dates recently and that is a moment of just like oh and I had fun and the guys you know fancied me and and it was it, it was good fun and stuff so that for me is like I've come so far. I was not doing that at the beginning of the year. I was not doing that before we started the podcast. I wasn't even doing this like three months ago. Wow. So I feel like I was so proud of my... Go me! Go! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, so I, that's probably my biggest train happy moment of the whole year. This is a big thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge like, thing. It is massive. Yeah, and it's not... And the thing is, what I really want to stress as well, and especially to anyone else that's single, this is not about the guys. It is not about me like dating because I need to find someone. I don't. Prove time and time again, I don't need to. This is about me feeling like I've got the confidence to and feel worthy enough to go and do it. Couldn't care about the boys. It's all about me. I hope you feel worthy enough to do it and worthy that you deserve more than the bare minimum. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. The bar is on the floor, but we are. But like, you know, I'm not accepting the floor. So. No, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. we're raising the bar because... Yeah. You're incredible and you deserve someone incredible. Thank yeah, you very much. Exactly I that. think so too. And the way you look is the least interesting thing. It is. And I'm you. so cool and interesting in so many ways. You <laughs> are though. Thanks. But I mean, it's literally just musical theatre and choir. That's and history. And history. It's very cool. I was actually talking. Oh no. Do you know what? I don't think this guy might not respond to me because I literally compared him to Helena of Troy. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I don't God. know if that's going to go down or I'll report back. <laughs> It was funny. But you I know promise. what? If he doesn't get the Helena of Troy thing, he's not the one. It was he's hilarious. Not, it was yeah, all about. I was like, I'm making a joke about him being Helena, of, the Helena of Troy of Yorkshire, because he was going to start a civil war between the north and the south. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, I know. See, this is <laughs> <laughs> so boring. The non-history people out there will just be like, "Why are you on this podcast?" <laughs> But your people will get it. My people will get it. Your people will get it. <laughs> <Do> you. <laughs> uh, so I, um, I live in dresses, right? And I, I that that's just my go-to like comfort. It's my style. It's my jam. Dresses with the trainers or wedges in the summer, whatever. And uh, I recently bought a trouser suit and tally. I tucked my top into she it. She tucked it. She fucked it and tucked it. <laughs> is this, have we like debuted this outfit on Instagram yet? Not, not yet. It looks... <gasps> it's coming. Literally, Ooh. I walked in the other day and I was like, pardon. I'm assuming this is the one I saw. Yeah. yeah. And you look so good. Yeah, because I was like, um, I actually did shoot it for an ad. I will just be like clear. Sorry, I'm not, this isn't a plug at all. It, it genuinely happened. So, and I was like, I'm not going to, I can't, no, I can't wear that. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, do you know what? Just try it. Just try it. And I tried it and then I was like, no, no, I'm just going to not do the ad. I'm not going to do it. I don't think I don't think I see it. I don't think I can do it. And then the more I wore it and then the more I was, and then I like, Lauren took some photos and I was like, I really love it. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought it looks so good. You look like boss so, yeah. bitch and also just like really fucking hot. I'm trying to like get myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. Like we did an episode recently about hey, fashion rules. comfort zone. You've been in your comfort zone. Now we're going into the challenging zone. Challenging right. zone, yeah. Second circle. Yeah, yeah. second circle. <laughs> Trouser suits, here we go. Yeah, so we were saying the other day, weren't we, about like, you're limited when you're bigger with fashion and like what would your fashion be if you were smaller? And I was like, I would wear that. So like, I'm going to wear that now and I'm going to wear it out. Ah! Oh my God, where are we going? I right. don't know. Can we wait? Can we all go see a show? <gasps> can ah! can we go see a show? I love that. You can wear your see, suit. Tally. What would I see? Yeah, yeah what would I see? Oh, well, I I haven't seen and I want to see, I want to see Moulin Rouge. <gasps> I am desperate. Do you know how expensive, I'm going to have to remortgage my house to get a ticket, but uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Moulin Rouge and I want to see, I want to see because I'm intrigued, but I don't know if it's that great as Pretty Woman the Musical. It's so bad. Is it you didn't like apparently. it, did you? I've not oh, seen it. Oh, okay. I, I just felt it. like I want to see it. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I, I yes. and even though I've, I've never seen the movie, I want to see Frozen What? <laughs> 
No, I've seen, wait, wait, no, I've seen Pretty Woman. I've seen Pretty Woman in the movie. Oh, good, I good, good. I've seen Frozen, but I want to see the musical. That's better, but uh, <laughs> I'm still upset about it. <laughs> You need to see Frozen the film. Okay, so we're going to go see a musical. You're going to wear your trousers suit. I'm going to text boys. And you're just going to be the queen that you are, girl. (laughs) It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. We could record for another two hours easily. Easy. Easily, yeah. um, I'm sure you both have places to be. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Please tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can listen to your podcast. So I'm at laura.addington on Instagram. I am it's Lauren Smithy because that's what happens when you have a surname like Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And our podcast is at Go Love Yourself Pod. Yes, and you can join. We've got a Facebook community group as well called uh, Go Love Yourself Community, which is just like, if you want fat friends, they're there. Your your people are in that group. Yeah, and it's just, it's the most of it. It's it's a really lovely welcoming place and we're really, really proud of it. And also, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I've had such a nice time and you've changed my life again. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been awesome. Thank you so much. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. But that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please do let us know on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. And we do want to hear from you. We want your questions. We want to hear your train happy moments. And we'd love to feature you as Train Happy Trooper of the Week. So remember, you can get in touch with us via our WhatsApp. It is 07599927537. And whatever podcast platform you're choosing to listen to us on, please rate and review. It really helps the show and it really helps spread the train a happy message. And that is it for this week. I'll be back with a brand new episode for you next Monday. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.